Swing and a drive. Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their story. And now here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Red, White, and Blue Jays Live. Great to have you with us. We've just got the famous five in the house tonight, so it's nice to have the OGs amongst us. Uh, let's just go around checking out on everybody. Mark, I'll start with you. Uh, how are you doing, sir? Doing all right. Got a day off today, thanks to your queen, celebrating her birthday. <laughs> Excellent. Enjoying the day. Yeah. What's the, blue very good. What's the weather like there today? A bit cloudy, maybe mm-hmm. 14, 14, 15 degrees. Yeah. Not too not too hot. Not too bad. Very nice. Nice bank holiday weekend. Yes, thank you, Queen Victoria. To, I, 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 Why do they celebrate Queen Victoria, particularly in Canada? What's what's the story there? Do we know? I don't... I think we all just enjoy the day off. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> who, who can't say anything about it? And you survived the uh, storms of the week, I hear. It was a pretty big one. Uh, what, mm. Two days ago, yesterday or the day before? Yeah, yeah. Huge thunderstorm, yeah. Yeah, seen a lot of stuff on on Twitter in terms of people's footage, and uh, yeah, it, it seemed to come through quite quickly, from what I could tell. You know, it was wild for about half an hour or something, and then I think I think they yeah. even opened the roof at the dome, if I remember rightly. If it was that they day, they did have the dome open. Yeah, which I was shocked about. Yeah, but yeah. There was trees all over trees all over the the road here. Like it was a mess, really bad. There we go. It lasted maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, well, glad you're all well. Uh, Daniel, you're in my top right-hand corner. How are you doing? Okay. I'm all right. Um, I'm just looking at why we celebrate Queenville Victoria. Okay, Day. excellent. Nice, nice bit just, of live research. It's just to do with the Commonwealth, and it marks, um, it was set up when Queen Victoria died in 1901. There we are. Oh, very Most good. Of, I feel sunburned today. It, it rained most of the day here, <laughs> but we were at a, a sports tournament, um, a, a football tournament. The children got to play in today, so I've been outside for a lot of it, which was fantastic. So uh, I feel red, and I'm wearing my cap so that you don't get blinded by the reflection <laughs> of the light there yeah, off my head as well. So it's nice to see you duly dressed for the occasion. Excellent. Yeah, I saw that you were playing in, in a football tournament, and your your school got through to the semi-finals. Is that right? We did, and I went from being you're not bad uh, as a coach for a head teacher, Mr. Woodrow. Um, to then we got knocked out and all the way home because it was a 20 minute walk back. Yeah, he didn't pick the right team. He played us in the wrong positions. <laughs> it's all his fault. We'd have got to the final if we had someone else. So it's the savage world of uh, under 11 football. But it was brilliant. Yeah, it was the, the kids haven't got to do many tournaments because of COVID for the last couple of years. So just to be out there playing was fantastic. Nice. Very good. Well done. Elizabeth, welcome back to Canada. You've you've had a great week by the, all accounts. Yes, despite having uh, stayed with people who are staunch Tampa Bay Rays fans for the past week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> so that... I was connected to the Rays-Orioles series while yep. I was down there. So I would like to just preface this chat with any time I say, from what I've seen, what I've <laughs> seen this past week has not necessarily been a ton. And seen maybe just a like 
broad scoping term here. This is not necessarily with my own two eyes. I did have to take this past week off from being down at Rogers Center, but I had a lovely time down in Florida. My niece graduated and I'm uh, back home, ready to go. Congratulations to her. Excellent stuff. And now you know what it's like for us on this side of the pond where playing catch-up baseball is just it's a pastime that we have to do and uh you know just just the way it is so mark you are our resident expert this week as probably the only one who's seen all the games live so we'll we'll, we'll put that uh, mantle on you this evening sure. uh dave how are you i'm doing good thanks yep good. i've had a good week nothing uh, especially exciting but um i've had a couple of games of golf and then i was playing at a wedding on saturday night which was good although i missed the I missed the game, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, but the band took their break, and I was like, I'm going to check the score, and that was when they just scored, and then I saw them close it out. So yeah. that was good. We literally got the last the last out, and they were like, right, we're starting. I was like, perfect. Take that. But yeah. Very... How are you doing, Steve? How's your week been? Uh, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, I think, like everybody else, um, I, I just got a little bit of a cold tonight, uh, actually. And if I hadn't been doing this, I probably would have wrapped up in a blanket and gone to bed. But um, I didn't want to let you guys down. So I'm going to fight through my man flu. I know it's very brave of me. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think a uh, good week. I think like everybody else, you know, bit of ups and downs in terms of the Jays and where we think they should be. So yeah, yesterday wasn't great, was it? So um, perhaps that's a good place to, to start in terms of, the the red series uh what what did you guys make of yesterday because it was a bit of a mixed bag of of a bad first inning for kikuchu and then he sort of recovered uh then obviously a, a lost in the game and a joey Votto home run and yeah just i don't know i felt i felt we should have we should have got that one who are we gonna start mark let's start with you what did you make of yesterday's game I think yesterday was a bit like every game this week. They they pitching and defense has been great. They just can't hit. Yeah. And, and for the most part, they've been hitting just enough to win. But yesterday wasn't that wasn't the case. I don't. They they faced a rookie yesterday. First start ever. Mm. I thought they should get at least six or seven runs off of them. Mm. But it's a bit frustrating. I wonder. I don't know when the bats are going to wake up. But if they, they don't do it in the first inning. Yeah, Pardon if me? they do, don't do it now with the Cincinnati Reds, I mean, when is it going to, you know, when is it going to wake exactly. up? Exactly. Exactly. They make all the, you know, you can use the excuses they had a tough schedule, but now we're playing, we're playing the Reds. We should have scored 25 runs in that series, I think. But Should have done. Yeah. Daniel, tough loss. Look, tough loss. Yeah, Daniel, you look like you're about to jump in there. I was going to say... Yeah, I wonder if expectations... I, I agree completely. But I wonder if everyone's expectations were too high because it was the Reds and everyone thought we were just going to, you know, thrash them. But I think they had they were in more form than we were coming into it. And they won seven out of the ten before they came and played uh, played us. So, you know, and we're still four and two from the homestand, which isn't too bad either. But I agree. I, I said at the start when we did a preview one that there would be games where we could be um, four runs down with a couple of innings to go, and I would back us to come through. And you're the sort of the, the negative fan in you now thinks, well, as soon as we go one behind, that's it. As soon as Joey Votto got that home run yesterday, right, that's it. Stop the game now. It's not going to happen. It's just mm. that's what it feels like sometimes. 
at the moment. And it is, it's a real puzzle, but we still won. So, you know, cliches are all over the place, but if you can win <laughs> when you're playing badly, then uh, life isn't too bad, really. And we've not really played very well at all, and we've won. So uh, mm. whoever it was, um, we're doing okay. I, I'm, I'm, unli- I'm take- liking your positivity, because I, I mean, it's like... In any sport, isn't it? You always want your team to, to do well and want them to win and, and, and stuff. Uh, and I just, I, I mean, I, I put out on Twitter, you can't, we can't buy a sweep at the moment. We've had so many series this year where we had the opportunity to sweep the opposition and we just haven't got that killer uh, killer punch yet. Uh, I know, Elizabeth, you haven't seen quite so many games because of being away, but just sort of more generically, how frustrated are you that the runs are still not, being piled on yet yeah I think what's really frustrating to me is kind of to Mark's point like he said we should have scored 25 runs that series it's really frustrating that they haven't scored that they haven't had a game where it's been completely lopsided where we've scored 18 runs in a game and they're not even scoring 18 runs in a series which Mm. is ridiculous it continues to be this just one run game after another but what's almost as frustrating as their lack of hitting is is the outs on the base paths that like why is alejandro kirk getting thrown out on the base paths where are you going you're not stealing a base for the love of god unless the pitcher happens to throw it into the you know the dugout yep or whatever and then like that I know it wasn't this series, but there was that other game a while back where Bo Bichette caught like he could have easily stole a base and Vladdy was doing this at home plate to tell him to go and Bo didn't even notice he was just standing out on second base counting the weeds in the turf or something like that and I don't think he saw it yeah 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 but even like, and yesterday I, I did listen to some of the game while I was on the plane waiting to get off. And I know like someone, we had a couple of people on base and someone got thrown off trying to steal. Mm. Second to, to end the inning, it, it, we're making stupid outs on the base pads along with not hitting. And that's just giving away extra outs at a time where we don't have extra outs to give. And that's super yeah. frustrating. It is. Dave, how are you feeling after yesterday's game? Yeah, it was a bit frustrating, wasn't it? I, I, I totally agree about getting making stupid outs, though. Like, just lack of concentration. Like, there's, you know, hitting's hard and stuff like that sort of stuff. There's just, there's no excuse for it, really, is there? It's just basic, basic mm-hmm. things. But, I know, I was a wee bit surprised yesterday. With, obviously, Kikuchi struggled in the first, and then he was kind of okay and got through. It was at four innings and got through. Yeah, and I, I thought Ross Strickland will come in. He's not pitched for a few days. He's kind of the long man and stuff, and he didn't. I was a wee bit surprised by that. And the guys that come in, I mean, they did a decent job. You know, they've given up one run, but yeah, just that I thought it was a wee bit strange. I thought that was the perfect chance. You know, when we've got when our starters have been great and they've not needed that many innings and many games, I was like, oh, this is a chance to bring him in, and he didn't. But there yeah. we go. But I mean, who is this Joey Votto guy anyway? Where on earth does he come from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a yeah, it was a bit mixed bag, wasn't it? I, I mean, clearly for him, coming back to Canada is a massive deal. Um, he he spoke I think, after the game that you know the fact that he could go and see his mum, who hadn't seen for months and months and months, uh, you oh. know, and and Canada love him. 
uh, just annoyingly scored the you know important run at the wrong point in the game from from our our perspective. I, I mean, I, I I just I don't know. I there's part of me that I want to be always glass half full, but even I'm now starting to oh we're we, we're now at the quarter point through the season, uh, and I hadn't realised that until I heard that today, and it's just like. Okay, well, how much longer do we have to keep going before, particularly the offense, start to you know perform? Starting pitching wise, actually beyond what's happened, and I think what we're seeing even with Kikuchi yesterday, he got himself out of it. I, I've got it here. Oh, I've just lost it now. Is it? My phone's closed at the wrong point. So he started with a walk, a strikeout, a walk, a walk, a flyout, a double. Uh, hit by pitch and a strikeout. 37 pitches in the first inning. I think all of us are like, well, just get him out of the ball game. You know, he clearly hasn't got it today. But to be fair to him, he pulled it around. And again, Pete Walker did his magic. But the offense just is not, not performing. And I'm just like, how long have we got to wait until that changes? Mark, would you... Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry Dave. I, feel, I was going to say, I feel like they they swing on so many sliders, and understand that's hard to see. But the more they do that, the more other teams are going to throw them. I think yeah. they, they almost need to try and rein it in and just accept that they're going to strike out looking sometimes. But it's going to make it's going to make pitchers have to pitch better to them, or not better, but pitch a wee bit closer to the zone to them and stuff, and give them a chance and mm. like. Obviously, hit two home runs the other night. The best bit of that was they were both on sliders. Yeah. So suddenly, pitchers are going to think twice about throwing him a slider now. Yeah. I know that. Whereas Chapman, just striking out and sliding after slider. Yeah. It's frustrating watching see, that. But yeah. Hey, did you see Bo's first at bat? The game that he hit the two home runs. His first yeah. at bat was one of the worst at bats I've ever seen. Yeah. He just swung at three pitches. Miles outside the zone, not even nowhere close. He just swung at everything, and it, nothing was. And then the next two at bats, he hit home runs. So that was like the first. The first at bat was it not three sliders he got. I, so he's obviously going up for this. He's obviously going up for the same. Thinking this is what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a slider. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Hernandez is swinging at pitches that are closer to the visiting team's dugout than they are to his bat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> They're just all slumping. Like, I don't know. How does the whole team slump at the exact same time? It's just weird. Oh, it's, that is totally it. I mean, last year we had we had players who had quiet months and, and what have you, but everybody else sort of carried them through. And I think that was the, the saving grace. But this year, it's just nobody. And I think the longer it's going on, the more questions they're probably asking themselves about why it's not happening and the more frustrated they're getting. And just the whole thing seems to be a perpetual circle. Daniel, I mean, what, what's your take on the offence? So well, let, let me try and top your glass up a little bit more. Come on. Um, Come on. Do it. Right. We're getting a lot of people on base. I mean, all right, we're stranding a lot of people on base as well. <laughs> but yep. the number of times that we've got bases loaded, are we, you know, two outs and then we're out, or and we don't take advantage of it. I mean, if we weren't even getting the bases loaded, that would be a lot worse. But people are showing patience. There are a lot of people, you know, being able to take walks. At the moment as well, it comes down to the hitting, doesn't it, and the and the home runs and so on. But there are people on base to take advantage of it when it turns around as well. So I know our um, hitting with runners in scoring position is the worst in the league. I think it was they showed it up during the game yesterday. 
pretty much. But you've got to be on base to score when it happens, and, and we are at the moment, so that's not bad. And you're still, you can look at, you know, I know Vladdy had a hit streak, which was the most unspectacular hit streak, you know, probably ever, but he's had a, a hit streak. Bob Shet, two home runs looking good. Santiago Espinal is just better mm. and better and, you know, such a pleasant surprise. I think we were excited to see what he could do this year, but the fact he's doing it consistently at the moment is great. So yep. there are some good things going on as well, but uh, there are people on base. Let us not despair. Yes. Yeah, I like, I mean, I'm liking your optimism. Um, <laughs> I just well, want to see well, it. You want a little more optimism, Steve. Come on, Come on bring it on, Elizabeth. Bring it on. There's a little more optimism in that, yes, to some extent, the team has been all slumping at the same time, but also the entire team has been having really bad luck at the same time, too. I was listening to the At The Letters podcast today, and they were talking about how the Blue Jays have like the, the highest hard hit rate of any team in the league. They're hitting balls hard. They're just hitting them like right at people or people are making amazing catches. Mm. And we're like, we're really high in a lot of stats that normally would be very good, but they're just turning into outs instead. And bad luck is of course not all of this, but bad luck is some of this. And when you add the bad luck on top of their already struggles to hit, it just compounds things. So thank God for our pitching or else things could be a lot uglier right now than where it is. They could indeed. Um, let me just give you a couple of stats from May, uh, which uh, your colleagues at Sportsnet put up uh, yesterday, Elizabeth. Uh, so Tioska Hernandez is currently... 106 through May. Uh, Matt Chapman's at 143. Uh, Lourdes is at 145. Springer is at 228. And Vladdy has had one home run through May. Come on, Dave. Come on. I was just looking at stuff there. In the last seven days, Bichette's hitting 292. And three twenty, which is good. We would we would jump at that. Yeah, Chapman. As much as I was just slagging him there, the last week is two sixty three and three sixty four on base. Okay. There's definitely seems to be guys turning it around. Yeah. We're just gonna. It's funny baseball. We're gonna change the calendar month, and it's still gonna catch fire. That'll be us. Yeah, yeah. That time next month we'll be sitting going, "Oh, remember back in May." Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's crazy because normally April's the bad one. They normally start slow, don't they? May seems to like come on fire, and in this year, it's it's been the reverse. It's May that's definitely been the struggle out of the two months. I I just as you mentioned, Bo, of course, uh, the reason that of course he got his two home runs was that he actually arrived in the UK <laughs> here. So, uh, and massive thank you to Martin and Nicole hill who uh, came and delivered him personally to me on saturday so uh yeah so bo's bo definitely uh performed because he's arrived here in the uk uh so i'm just waiting for all the other team now to come and that that will be the breakthrough for uh for the offense i'm, I'm sure uh, in terms of the starting pitching uh let's just just cover that as well because that has been really 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 good uh dave what do you feel has been your highlight so far in terms of starting pitching? What, what's been the big surprise? And you think 
that's been fantastic. Um, the big surprise is that we've got we've almost got multiple aces in this team. Like we were looking at guys coming in like Gossman and Manoa and thinking these guys can be really good, Berrios can be really good. They've all had moments where they've pitched like an ace, which is amazing. And that's like long term, that's what you want coming into the playoffs. They will say pitching once the playoffs, that's what we need. Hopefully yep. they can keep it up till then. But yeah, I think I mean there's so many individual performances that are amazing, but that's for me the depth of how good it's been overall starting pitching. It's incredible. Yeah. And I think there's not there's not many teams I think that are that are gonna be better than us there. And from like one to five, do you know, like there will be like the Mets look amazing one to five. Obviously they've got their top two are out injured or top three even are out injured just now, but you know, I, I think that's at the depth. The depth of the starting pitching is amazing. The strength and depth. Mm, very good, Elizabeth. What's uh, what's your takeaway from our starting pitchers at the moment? Yeah, the starting pitchers are doing great. I mean, Kikuchi has a better stat line than Robbie Ray's got this season. So <laughs> nobody's nobody's sitting around going like, remember everybody clamoring for the Blue Jays to re-sign Robbie Ray, and heck, nobody and a vaccine passport. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think that's part of the deal. I think that was part of what was going on there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, mm. Sorry, but, interrupt you. Uh, yeah, no, nobody's talking about that now. Um, Barrios, I think, can still be even better. He's still giving up a lot of hard contact. Yeah. I'd like to see more swing and miss in his starts. But um, not to take it back to the offense again, but speaking of pitchers, <laughs> everybody wanted us to sign and thank God we didn't. How much worse would things be right now if our second baseman were Marcus Simeon, the yeah. way he's playing with Texas right now instead of Espinal? Because Simeon is batting 189 on the season and mm. does not have a single home run yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny because over here, uh, you won't get this in Canada, but with MLB TV here, because they don't show the ads, you get this perpetual cl uh, rotation of clips of big plays and stuff. And one of the ones they keep showing is Marcus Simeon getting his um, his home runs last year and uh, getting the record for the second baseman. And it's just like how different a season for him from what he's come from and to what he's experiencing down in Texas. It's extraordinary. Um, in terms of, uh, oh, I was thinking in terms of Manoa, let's just catch up on him. Um, it was an interesting uh, little Tatar Tate in the dugout with Charlie um, Mark. Uh, what did you make of that moment? I thought it was a stupid decision to pull him. Oh, I really? Think okay. Him in. I thought I was I was yelling at the TV. I was yelling at Charlie at that moment. I, he was at like eighty three pitches. He still easily had another inning left in him. Romano just came back from illness, and he already pitched the day before. So if you pitch him. When, as soon as they brought him out that day, he was ob obviously not available for game three because they just removed that availability by pitching, pitching him two days in a row. So I just thought it was dumb. I thought they maybe warm up Romano, hmm. get him ready, and then give the ball to Manoa and let him let him finish the inning, finish the game. And if he, if he gets into trouble, just have Romano ready. But I wouldn't have brought him in. So, I, I mean, th they showed a stat in terms of complete games. And uh, over the decades and, and, and centuries uh, of Major League Baseball, and literally there were 
tens of thousands of complete games happening all through the 1900s. And as it's gone through the, the century to this current century, I think there's been like 84, I think, if off the top of my head, complete games mm. compared to, whoops, almost knocked Bo over there, uh, compared to, our, you know, those previous years. There is clearly a mind shift change in terms of how baseball manages their pitches now. So do do, do sure. you, so is that is the complete game a stat that you think is going to just fade away and actually become a nothing stat? I mean, it'll still mean something, but it'll be a lot harder to get. I just think because to me, it's not it doesn't matter how many innings you pitch; it matters how many pitches you've thrown. And so he was at eighty three pitches through eight innings. That's phenomenal. Like he he had he had another inning in him. I, I would have at least let him start it off and see. If he gives up a hit or two, then mm. okay, take him out. But I think he still had gas left in the tank. If it was the sixth or seventh inning and he was at 83 pitches, they would have let him pitch through yeah. it, I think. They would have put him up to 90 or 100. Yeah. Daniel, so, as as our, as our head coach uh, today, uh, what, what would you have done? Would you have, would you have pulled him or would you have let him go for for the complete game? I'd have let him go. I think the fact that um, that it happens, as Mark said, the fact that it happens less and less makes it more and more special. And I think you had someone who was pumped and was primed and was was ready to give it a go. You've got you know pitching to come in and help him out if you need to. Um, I didn't mind that he you know got on a bit of a strop. I don't know how much of that was for show, but he was over it by the end of the game, wasn't he? Um, but you just think about what it could have done for him if he'd have gone through it and got that completed game, he's already pitching brilliantly, but anything that just raises someone's level a little bit more, yep. been absolutely fantastic. But I think, I think in general at the moment, whether it's a, this season with the shorter um, preseason or whatever it is, but people are more cautious about injuries all over. You think how quickly Springer was rested into mm. the season, for example, and, and then you've got it with your pitch as well. I think coaches are sort of terrified of being proven wrong if someone gets injured because they pitch for too long or if they give up the runs that, Maybe they didn't do. And so I think they'll always be cautious. And I think Charlie was possibly overcautious then. I wouldn't have had a problem with him being set free for that. Elizabeth, would the scoreline at that moment in time make a difference to a manager deciding what to do? Because it was, I think from memory, it was 3-1-ish, something like that. 3-1. 3-1, yep. So do you think that's a big decision? So if, if they'd been well ahead, would that have perhaps ease that decision for Charlie? Now forgive me because I... Oh, this is the game you didn't see, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so you did You did warn yeah, us. Yeah, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't even catch up really on... That's fine. That's right. That. Was Were the Blue Jays ahead 3-1, I'm guessing? Yeah. 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 Okay. So 3-1, three, three, bottom of the eighth, he's, he's done 80-odd pitches. Charlie decides to pull him out of the game. Yeah, so that seems weird to me, I think, especially like Mark said, at least put him out to start the ninth. If you got a two-run lead, you put him out for the ninth, he gives up a solo home run to start off the ninth, you're still up by one, you take him out, you put in Romano, hopefully Romano closes, fine. Like if it were a tie game or you were, or you only had a one-run lead, then maybe you don't take that risk. But if you've got a two-run buffer, you can at least 
throw him out there to start and see what happens. And if he gets two outs and you feel like you're seeing him start to struggle and everything, you've still got a two run lead. You can still like leave him in until he gets a guy or two on base or something that it seems really weird to me, but I don't know that the complete game stat is going to be something that goes away. I think it's going to become just as rare as a perfect game or something Show. like that. Wow. Not that rare. <laughs> Not that rare. <laughs> okay, as rare as a no-hitter then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave? I also think it makes oh. a difference that Romano had pitched the day before. Yep. And, and he'd just come off of a, the injury list from yep. being sick. Yeah, yeah, this gastro so thing, didn't he? Why, why overwork him? Yeah, then I just didn't make sense. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna put a, a different spin on this. Uh, so Gosman had a similar situation, didn't he? Uh, earlier in the season, where he went out for the complete game, and I think a runner got on base, or, or maybe another run came in. I can't quite remember the exact details, and and he was pulled. Yeah, and then I think I think then it's a much harder job for uh you know for the save uh, to come into a situation where you've got runners on base and i think that's what charlie was considering is that he just didn't want to take that risk that the, the wins still you needed to get that w in the in the win column and irrespective of the individual stat and the moment for manoa his overarching thought this would be my take his overarching thought was it was much important to get the win rather than the, the complete game. What, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think so. And I, Great, I'm move on then. With it, but I, th- I, think, uh, I think that's probably right. And I think sometimes stuff like this with Montoya, I think it's maybe still a wee bit just kind of learning his trade as a manager almost. There's just a wee bit of uh, inexperience maybe shown. So at the... At the time, that was one of the bits of the game I saw, and I was like, he's averaging 10 pitches an inning, like, letting back out. The flip side is that he's he's facing the three, four, five hitters. It's not like he's way down at the bottom of the order. But mm. I, I, would, I would still have liked to see him going back out. And obviously, as Mark said, that Romano had pitched the day before as well and stuff. But at the end of the day, they, he did the job and they got the win, and that's the most important thing, you know. And, yeah, it's worked out, so... It, as much as I like to see it, it's hard to complain, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. hopefully the next time we'll let him go and finish it. But as I say, they did the job and they got the win. So mm. yeah. Just another, just a little thing on that. As well. The last time, I'm going to be proven wrong here, but the last time I know a pitch, I think, was the Guardians in front of his mum, where he didn't, he was blaming the seams and the balls and everything. It just wasn't coming out right for him at all, was it? So you look at little things. So he's come off the back of what he would have felt was a disappointing performance where he didn't do himself justice. Mm. So the, the chance for him to then go through and have a completed game more than compensates probably for what happened there and picks him back up from any sort of disappointment he was feeling. And just across the season, those little things can maybe make a difference. Mm. Which that would have factored into my thinking as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good observation. Uh, Dave, is anything um, flicking through on YouTube at all? Any, hey, any, no. nothing just a hello That's just it. just a hello well hello to you uh guys if you are watching live uh chuck us some questions don't feel 
shy we'll see what we can do in answering them but uh yeah and also if you're on discord then that'd be great to great to hear from you okay so let's just uh just go back to to the offense uh i think daniel you mentioned about espinal um how because he's on his uh amazing hitting streak i think it's 14 15 games now uh that he's got what a uh, surprise i think firstly has he been or has he was this what we saw little inklings of last year and so in one sense are we that surprised he's playing this well i think we we did see potential last year and we you know we thought we've got someone here thank you steve pierce and the trade and all that that's fantastic yeah, yeah. I think. and we were looking forward to seeing how he could come on but he's at the i mean he's at the stage now where i look at the lineup and if if we've got a couple of people on base and he's coming in i'm more confident at the moment than probably anyone else that we're going to get a run in that he's just you know he's just, he's built that sort of belief amongst the fan base probably that he's going to do well and he very rarely lets you down and then you put into it the fielding um and the defense and how well he's doing with that as well i think it's been fantastic i don't know if it's just a case of bulking up or finding his feet more and feeling more confident about mm. you know dispatching Kevin Biggio as a rival very early on <laughs> COVID helping him out there and so on as well and just feeling that he belongs I'm not sure but he does belong um, and he can still get better but he's more than mm. playing his part at the moment I think it's been mm. fantastic mm. Mark what was your your take on Espinal in terms of his and uh, not only just his offense but his defense has been has been stellar as well yeah I, last year he hit well and I I, I won't lie. I thought, given a full season, the pitchers will eventually exploit some of holes, some some weaknesses that he has. And and I felt like, I'm not, I'm gonna say it, but I thought Biggio was gonna was gonna be the guy. I thought they were gonna get 50-50 split on playing time, and I thought Biggio would be the one to mm. to take that job. But I was I was wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Espinal was playing great. Yeah. But to what Daniel said, it was it was funny yesterday. Because he's right. I think people are most confident with Espinal at the plate right now if somebody's on base. But yesterday, nobody on. He extends the hit streak. Bases loaded one out. Pop up. Yeah. Of course. Right? It's going to happen. So that's just the way it's been going for even Espinal lately. Like, just as soon as it, as soon as it matters, we just seem to not be able to get the job done. But Espinal has definitely been our best hitter. Yeah, by by some some margin, I think. Elizabeth, what 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 do you think makes a difference for a guy like Espinal, who clearly is seeing the ball well? He's picking his pitches to 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 go for. Uh, compared to everybody else, what why is he the one that has managed to unlock, you know, the fastball coming in and uh, and getting his bat on ball? What 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 do you think he's doing that everybody else seems to be missing on? Steve, let me tell you. Come on, if I then. had the answer to that question, I would not be sitting here talking to you today. I would be a coach with the Toronto Blue Jays fixing things for them and letting them know what it is that they need to do to fix it. So I honestly have no clue, but whatever his secret is, he needs to let the other guys know. I don't know if for Espinal, if it's just a matter of his confidence that he's playing every day that he's in the lineup every day and speaking of being in the lineup they did just a few minutes ago release the lineup for tonight's game oh yeah and Espinal is your number two hitter in tonight's game 
I don't know if we've seen that yet, but uh, no, I don't think he's played uh, number two yet. Um, nice I mean, to see him bumped up there, and who knows? I know Charlie's tried a few different things to shake this lineup up, and maybe yeah. this is maybe this will do something. It's nice to see it, but um, no, nobody's saying where's Cavan. No, no, I think I think that's yeah. I mean, I, I'm not to be honest. I haven't caught up on Kevin Biggio news. Is he still on the um, IL at the moment, or is he actually playing? No, he's in. He's he is in by, Buffalo. He, yeah, he is in Buffalo, but he's playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave, sorry, go on, Elizabeth. I... No, sorry, I was I was just agreeing. I was just saying, yep, he's in okay. Buffalo. Okay, we agree. We agree. He's in Buffalo. Excellent, uh, Dave. I mean, your your take on on Espinal. Uh, I mean, he is a revelation, I think. Uh, and I remember last year we debated whole about the whole platoon between him and Biggio and, and, and so on. He is now our out-and-out second baseman. Can, can you see him holding on to that for the rest of the season? That I mean, that's his that's his bag now. Yeah, absolutely. I don't like... I don't, I, we talked about maybe wanting to upgrade at second base and stuff like this if it wasn't working with Biggio. Mm. I don't remember us saying if it wasn't working with Espinal. But um, why why would they try and upgrade there now? Like you could obviously you could obviously whatever you're going to use for that trades wise or whatever you can you can use elsewhere. Um, it's definitely his job to lose now, do you know. And by the way, the rest of the team is he's going to have to go some serious slump to lose that job. Do you know? And I think the only way realistically he's going to lose it is through injury. But yeah. no, he's he's. He's been great. He's been hitting amazing. He's not. It doesn't take a lot of walks, um, but he's hitting three forty eight over the last week. I was actually yeah. just before you said about the lineup there. I was sitting thinking they should maybe put him in like the number one spot and put Springer two and just try and change it around that way. But obviously they put him in a two spot. Like great. Yeah. He's hitting well, so let's get him as many at bats as we can. Yeah, I, I mean. I would love to have seen Biggio doing well, but it's just not happened yet. And there's still time that he could turn it around and play some part in this, but I don't think he's he's not going to be the starting second baseman. And I don't think, I don't even see the point in them platooning them anymore. No. No. No, it's great to have a nice bright spot in the team. He's obviously confident and hitting well, and the two things go hand in hand. Yeah. I was just uh, I was sort of pondering yesterday about DHing. And we've got nobody who's an obvious DHer. DHer is that a word? But you know what I mean. Uh, at the moment, that you know, I think last year there would have been several people who could actually we'll just put them in DH, just get them in every time because they're on form, they're hitting well, they're doing all the stuff. This year, it feels like they're using the DH position to, I don't know, give guys a bit of a half day off. Um, so they're not out in the field, but they're coming in to, to bat. I, I mean, Mark, do you feel that's making, I don't know, a sort of confused feel across the team that everybody's not quite sure their place, and particularly with rotation, you know, changing so much? I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. Um, I personally think that my favorite lineup is when Kirk's DHing and Jansen's catching. I, I, I like that lineup myself. I don't know if it necessarily is affected. I, I kind of like the fact that they have flexibility there. Yep. Where I, I, I think, uh, I, I, I don't have the lineup up anymore, but I think Kirk's catching today. And then 
Uh, Zimmer might be DHing. Uh, Springer is DHing. Oh, Springer's DHing and, and Zimmer's playing the field. Okay. Yep. So I don't mind that, especially with how Springer's got some injury problems. I don't mind giving him a day at DH mm-hmm. once or twice a week, that kind of thing. I don't know if it's affecting their hitting. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's really the reason. But um, I'd love to see, personally, I think I think Kirk is their best DH. Because I, I don't love Kirk at catcher, and he doesn't really run well, but he can hit. That's that's his strength, right? <laughs> I think that's an understatement. So, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> But who knows? Moreno's hitting like 350 in AAA. Maybe we'll see him come up soon. Well, something we've talked about a lot, isn't it, in terms of uh, at what point do they introduce him? And uh, I think we've reflected before in terms of how they brought Manoa in. It was there was a need, and up he came, and and he's he's stuck, hasn't he? Um, whereas obviously, I, I think they're trying to protect Reno a little bit more. Um, we've well, obviously the catching's doing great anyway. They don't have a huge need. They're no. in a rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Zach Collins. What, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say, uh, Elizabeth on Zach Collins. Uh, what's your yeah? You feeling about your man? <laughs> I love that he's become my man. Just well, you you know, come on. Because nobody expected him to hit a home run, so now all of a sudden I'm president of the Zach Collins fan. Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been. Uh, <laughs> he's been slumping just like everybody else you know he was he was fire for a bit and then that fire extinguished and yep. now when he's in the lineup i honestly cringe a little bit and i go okay yeah but it, I, it's kind of like bradley zimmer you see bradley zimmer in the lineup and you kind of cringe and you go oh, okay but yeah it's not I the like- lineup that we expected is it i mean we're still not there you know when we were when we first started doing this show we all sort of put our starting uh, rotation out and and actually uh, all batting order it's not hit that yet mainly because of injuries and bits and pieces but even tonight as you say we've got Zimmer Zimmer playing uh, in a position that we none of us would have predicted beforehand well uh, I mean I don't mind Zimmer in center field because he actually is really good in the field and he makes some really good defensive plays mm. it's just that black hole of a spot in the lineup for his bat at mm. a time where nobody else is hitting anyway because i feel like on any given day there's any team's lineup you can take the hottest team in baseball and there will be someone in the lineup who is just not doing well and not going to be a productive at bat on a semi-regular basis but mm. those guys just hurt more when all of your guys who are supposed to be hitting well are not yeah yeah, I, I there's a couple of uh, guys who live reasonably local to, to to me that I'm in a another WhatsApp group, and uh, there was a bit of chat yesterday um, about Matt Chapman. Uh, I think we had a bases loaded um, play where Chapman came up and again didn't perform with the bat. Um, Daniel, I, I think everybody reflects and knows that Matt Chapman is is here for his defensive work. Um, but I think there's still an expectation. We've seen him, you know, I think he's got six home runs off the top of my head uh, this season. Um, yeah, so, you know, he's not he's not a slouch by any means. But again, I think in that situation, everybody expected, unfortunately, what happened to happen. I mean, what's your take on Chapman? Yeah, and you, how? Want, you want your experienced players to, in those situations, don't you, to be able to mm. handle them. You'd expect them to know 
what to do to get some bat on ball somehow um, and see someone through. And it is true that his defence has been exemplary, as we expected, and you can get mm. away with a little bit more then. But you're right, he's not been dreadful. And Dave was going through his stats for the last week, and they're pretty good. Yeah, um, It's just in those clutch situations, you're looking at your experienced guys to know what to do. And I don't think that was the first time that we've had more than two, you know, two or more runners on base and he hasn't been able to get anyone in. Um, but that's symptomatic of the whole team at the moment. But a real shame it was him. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. OK, well, let's just um, it might be good just to have a little bit of a wider look in terms of what's happening elsewhere and, and where we feel we are. Um, so, as I said, court... sorry, Dave, go on. Sorry, just when we were, we were mentioning about Bijou earlier, I've just looked up his stats for minor league just now. Okay. In nine games, his on base percentage is four fifty seven, and okay. he's, he's hitting two sixty nine. So yeah, R- let's bring him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And with no like, Yeah. And presumably he's playing. He's playing second base. Is he? Yeah, I don't really look that part up, but yeah. Half a job, yeah. <laughs> Who cares about that? But... <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess that's what the, you know. The whole point of uh, the the tier system of, of baseball is, you know, you send your guys down, you get them back in form, and, and bring them back up to up to the big leagues. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a structure in sport that's very unusual from from a UK perspective. Having just finished the Premier League season yesterday, and lots of rejoicing and depression over promotions and relegations and stuff but yeah I, I i mean that's clearly their game plan isn't it to get him back on form to bring him back up but where would you where would you put him i mean you stick him back in the outfield again because he's not going to take second base off of um, espinal where does where does he go he's just got to be the relief guy surely the guy that gives so and so a rest here and there and mm. He's not going to be playing every day, but... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll see. He'll play a little second, little outfield. Yep. Yeah, no, he he could do indeed. Okay, let's um let's just have a little look at uh at the wider picture. Are we thinking that we are not where we thought we would be at this particular point in time? I start with you, Mark. What's your yes, feeling on? That's what we're thinking. That's we're what we're thinking. Not where we should be. No. Um, but we're still okay. Yep. I think we're still in a playoff spot. I think we're still in good position for a playoff spot, and all that really matters is that the bats get going by the time we're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, just... I think the Yankees are doing better than I expected, but I expected to be leading the division at this point, or at least in contention. Not seven, eight games behind. Yeah. Do you know what our our win ratio uh, is predicted for for the end of the season? Have you heard it? Uh, as as we currently stand, as eight, of today, as of today, I did not eight, see it. No, no, eight, eighty-seven games. That's what they're predicting we will get based on what we've done thus far, which is way, 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 way lower than any of us thought they would be. I think we'll still be in the low to mid nineties, ninety two to ninety five ish. Yeah, we'll get hot. Liking that. Just when? <laughs> yeah, just when. 
Elizabeth, what, what's your, your feeling in terms of where we are in the standings at the moment? So we're seven seven games back on the Yankees. Expected that, not not surprised, particularly with the opening series that we've had compared to what the Yankees have, have been playing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Mark kind of hit the nail on the head there with you didn't expect the Yankees to be as good as they are. So, But the Yankees are facing the Orioles for the 8500th time this season so far and we <laughs> haven't faced them at all yet but um the i i don't know that the blue jays are too terribly far off where i thought they would be right now we're not yeah. too far removed from the really hard schedule to start the season and yes we should have swept cincinnati seattle was expected to be a better team than they've been so they do obviously have some strong players on their team um so so i think i think we're okay we're like mark said you know i i don't know why i'm talking right now because i could just say copy paste what mark said good go that's all right <laughs> copy paste excellent yeah so you're reasonably happy um dave the red Sox are on a five game winning streak they started really poorly and have just starting to look like they're pulling things together. I think they had a walk-off win yesterday. Uh, any concerns that so they are three games behind us? Uh, any concerns that they may start to find form where we are still struggling a bit? I think they have started to find form when we've been struggling about that. So they're eight and two over the last ten. They're the team in form and the division. Yeah, yep. but. Yeah, we don't need to worry about them. We just need to worry about ourselves and pull on. I think we are a wee bit further back than we thought we'd be in maybe a wee bit lower record than I, than I would have expected. But, mm. you know, as we've been saying, we're not playing well and we're, we're three games over 500. And we're, we're seven games behind, so what we've made up half a game in the last week. Let's just keep doing that when we're playing poorly. And yeah, then when we're playing well, we can go on a tear. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel, what's your what's your feeling? How how's your uh, optimistic m- um, meter in terms of divisional standings? We are absolutely fine. Excellent. I love your eternal uh, positivity, which uh, is good good to hear. Okay, let's just uh, have a little think about this coming week um, in terms of a couple of games against the Cards, and then a four game series against the angels uh i think particularly in the angels i'm a bit perhaps a bit more nervous than i am about the cardinals um mark what's your what's your win loss hopes for uh the next six games i think we'll split with the cardinals i was right last week by the way i said they'd lose one against each team you did i'm yes disappointed that i was right i was hoping for a sweep <laughs> you're Cincinnati. hoping for daniel's Positivity of six nil, definitely going to happen. But uh, there we are. Who do we play this weekend again? Uh, we got um, the Cardinals. The Cardinals uh, in the two. next two games, and then then a day off. I think. Uh, yeah, day off, and then four games against the Angels. And Otani, I think, is due to pitch on the first game. I think we go three and three. Three and th- oh, so we're going to win three. I think three? we split both series. Okay. So oh, no, because no, sorry. Two. There's only there's only two games against the uh, the Cardinals, two games against the Cardinals, four against the Angels. But then there's four against the Angels. The Angels, right? So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. we'll go one and one against the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, I'm understanding. Two, two against the Angels. 
Okay, nicely on the fence. That was uh, very, very swiftly done. Daniel, what, those are good what, teams. If we split them, then we're yeah. playing better than we have, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Daniel, what's your feeling? We are going to lose um, four and two, but uh, we are going to, I think what's going to happen is coming up against Otani is just going to put a bit more fire in Vladdy's belly. I think he did an interview with Hazel May at the start of the season where he couldn't believe he didn't get just one vote for MVP and was really annoyed that Otani got more. Otani's hitting better than Vladdy at the moment, more home runs and so on. And I think actually being face-to-face uh, and in the same game with what who was your main rival last year and someone who's doing well again, I think it's just going to lift Vladdy a little bit more. So although we'll mm. come out of it with some defeats because the Angels are, you know, they're doing all right at the moment, um, I think the bats will be in a better place going forward to other shares at the end of it and Vladdy in particular. But we'll lose two and four. Okay. Some positives amongst the negativity. Okay. Uh, David, what about you? Um, I would jump at three and three, I think. I don't think it's unattainable, but it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We've got a tough matchup tonight as well. Don't ask me who we're pitching against because I can't pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> who are we pitching against? Mikolas. Mikolas. Is that right? Mikolas. A Mikolas. Like Nicholas with an M. A, a M. I don't want to embarrass myself trying to say that there. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe have an Espinal in the second spot is just spotted you, then that'll be us. We'll, we'll go on a tear. But yeah, we'll see. Like three and three, I think, would be a, a perfectly good result through this series. Very good. Elizabeth, fill us up with your right. full glass. All right. I think we are going to split one and one with the Cardinals. Okay. And then I think that we are going to be pleasantly surprised and take three or four from the angels. I'm liking and that. I think that the, uh, I think the trip out to LA is going to be the start of the big turnaround for the offense of this team. Mm. And they're going to find something and just get it going. The pitching will continue to pitch well, mm. but I think the angel series is when we'll see the hitting start to come around. Yeah. Yeah bit of Californian sun needed I think to to warm this team up uh yeah I'm I think I would jump for a three and three but uh anything more than that is definitely cherry on on the cake for me uh I but um I don't know I I think the angels how pessimistic they've turned us I know they've made us we we were all talking about a hundred win team I know two months ago and now we're like ah we can't beat anybody I just hope we win half (laughs) They've done it to us. Before we're on the on the Angels, is it worth? I know it's like a different team and someone else, but um, LA Angels UK went out, didn't they? And and saw yeah. um, some games and just had the best time. Uh, I think he saw a no hitter while he was out there. Yeah, I think everyone made a real fuss of him as the yeah. the UK fan who was in the stadium. But also, he's written a really good blog um, about his experience out there and about how. Um, sport and a passion for sport and feeling involved in the community and particularly the baseball community just nourishes your mental health uh, Mm. and is really good for you and what a wonderful family um, situation it is to be you know a baseball fan 
particularly over in America. And if you haven't had the chance to read it, it's LA Angels UK on Twitter. Yeah, if you yeah. haven't had the chance to read it yet, it's well worth a look um, because it could be any team. What he's writing about and what he's saying, you know, is, is what we feel about the Jays. Uh, and he's put it down really well. So if you haven't had the chance to check that out. And I hope he loses all the matches that we play against him. <laughs> else. But he's written a great blog and he had a top time um, and it's well worth people checking out. Yeah, that's a brilliant shout out daniel nick's a lovely bloke i've met him a couple of times and uh yeah he's he's just one just a genuine fan and uh uh i know as he said in his um in his blog uh you know that sort of mental health issue has, has been sort of kicking around for him uh so i was absolutely thrilled to see what he experienced and uh yeah as you say the angels treated him like royalty it was amazing what he got to do and got to see and who he got to speak to and all those sort of things, and uh, well, maybe if one of us can get there, uh, we we might get some similar treatment. If not, then we'll just go say hello to Elizabeth on a fifty-fifty stand, and uh, you know, make the most of that. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant to see, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought from particularly from a UK perspective to see you know somebody have that exposure um for their team was was great to see because it's still very much a minority sport here and uh, i thought just for him to be able to talk about his passion and his love for his baseball team and for baseball as a whole and he does an amazing lot of work as well with the guys who run the mlb community uk group here uh so big shout out to those guys because they're 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 fab fab group uh but yeah well done nick that was uh yeah good good shout out there daniel See if we if we beat the Angels three and one this week, can we get him on next Monday? Yeah, I'm sure we we're absolutely more than happy to uh, ask him to come on. Uh, I'm sure he'd be delighted he's to. Come on if we lose three and one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in fact, in fact, yeah, because we're play- I think the last game is next Monday, isn't it? Uh, if I'm right. Sunday, I think. Sunday is it? Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think. Just shows up on Monday and hours because it's after. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah it's a sunday yeah it's sunday yeah it's 9 p.m sunday here um so that yeah that's the only one of the four actually that's at any sensible time here in the uk but so uh, do you guys basically get up and watch the end of the games no he, i mean he is i mean to be fair to nick i i don't know how he does it but he watches most of the games live and being a West Coast team from here is just unbelievable. I mean, I, I so what time do they? What's that? Three or four in the morning your time? Yeah, seven, time? seven. Most of they start. Oh. Most of they. Yeah, he, no he 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 goes to sleep and you know gets up at three in the morning and then watches it through. Maybe gets another hour at the end uh, of the game. But one uh, night when I was in England, I tried to watch. I was watching the beginning of a game and then I just I was gonna go to bed and it was I don't know the third inning. Yeah, but it was a good game. I thought I just kept saying, oh, one more inning. Yeah. One more inning. Yeah, it, it was three thirty in the morning before I got to sleep. Yeah. Well, on the on My opening goodness. opening day, which of course started a bit later than the publicised time because of all the opening ceremony stuff, and it was quite a long game as well. Uh, so I think it was about twenty past four in the morning by the time I finally got to bed. Um, uh, to, yeah, it was it was a long night, and it, yeah, they can <laughs> can be very long nights, but uh, particularly for you know those guys watching the West Coast team, and the, and there are several other fans that uh, you know the Padres and and the Giants and stuff uh, who are out that way. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but they do. So good stuff. 
Great. Uh, let's just go round the screen. Just uh, what's in your week ahead, guys? Um, let's go the other way around. David, what have you got? Anything planned for this week? Any exciting news in your world? Um, I was just looking at my calendar there to check. Nothing, <laughs> nothing too much. I've got two golf competitions again lined up last week. I've got some of my matches with the club with the team there that started a couple of weeks ago. So they have we have one like one a week either Wednesday or Thursday usually. So Thursday this week we're playing. Um, and then I'm going up to Peterhead to play on Saturday with my cousin, which is a way up like past Aberdeen. Oh, well, that is north. Yeah. Drive, and I know you guys flag me because you don't understand my accent. I genuinely have been in Aberdeen and struggled to understand what people are saying to me. Yeah. I remember being at a wedding once and there was a DJ there, an older guy, and he was talking to me. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he said that again. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. And he said that again. I was like, I need to say something. I can't say what again. And I said, yeah. And he plugged, he was like, thanks. And then plugged something into one of our extensions. And I was like, he was asking to plug that in. Are you kidding me on? Genuinely had no clue what he was talking about. So that's what I'm going to experience. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> you need a little subtitle cards. Yeah. Elizabeth, what you, you got planned for the week? Back, back to normal life? Yep. Catching up on work emails. We'll be happy to <laughs> be able to watch the Blue Jays games again. Yeah. If I can manage to stay awake for ah. the Angel series, that'll be good for the Come. Thursday and Friday ones. You need to do it for us, okay? This is the sacrifice that we have to go through regularly. <laughs> so just for exactly. a couple of games, you can do it for yeah. us and you can be our expert again for next week. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Mark, how about you? Just working during the day and watching baseball at night pretty much. Not doing too much. Sounds like no baseball. I, I don't play this week because we play on Mondays and today's a holiday. So, mm. hey, let so, me. I looked up one stat. I'm going to fill your cup one time before we leave. It's In ready. 2015, when we almost won the World Series, on this date, the Blue Jays' record was 19 and 25. So we're we're fine. Yeah, we're not we're not where we wanted to be, but we're okay. Keep filling that cup. I like I, I I'm generally very positive, but I'm just feeling a bit low, I think, at this moment. Um yeah, I'm, I, I'm just sulking. That's all that's all it is, is a man sulking. It's not very not very professional, but that's where I'm at. Um Daniel, how about yourself? What have you got planned for this week? It's your cold, Steve. It's, it's me cold, yes, yeah, me man flu it. kicking in. Man flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're right. we've um we got a couple of concerts at school, Jubilee picnic, uh, and then it's half term in England. So uh Another one. week off, so I should be on holiday when we uh, when we zoom next. Ah, week. yes, of course, yeah, absolutely, very good. Uh, well, as you guys know, um, that I am going to be speaking to Ricky Romero. Woo, 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 woo. I'm really excited by that. That's um, that's super cool. Uh, that's on. Oh, that might. Oh no, I think thirty first. When's the thirty first? Is that? Oh, no, that's yeah, after a week. A bit more than a week away, and I'm also uh, have heard from. Shoab Ali, who's another Sportsnet man, uh, who I think generally cover. If Elizabeth might correct me, but I think he generally covers NFL. But he has been involved in baseball. He's done a few of the um, uh, baseball talk shows as well. Um, anyway, he's agreed to to chat to me, so that's nice. So we we're just trying to sort out a date with him. Still trying to work on Mister Nicholson Smith. So hopefully uh, we'll get that one tied down. So, yeah, a couple of things that are coming up. So that's that's all good. And, of course, we are 
not quite looking forward to our bank holiday weekends because we get a, we get two bank holiday weekends this year because of the Queen's um, platinum jubilee. I almost said golden jubilee, then platinum jubilee. So next week we get Thursday and Friday as two bank holidays. Does that carry over in Canada? Do you do, are you getting an extra one at all for the Queen? No. Ah, see, they get one for Queen Victoria. No. Though we don't. Well, this is true. <laughs> we yeah. just get one. Just the one. Anyway, good stuff, guys. Uh, thanks so much again. Great to catch up with everybody. It's nice to have the uh, the old team back together. I've really enjoyed that this evening. So uh, good to see you all. Uh, thanks for those who uh, have been listening in. And if you're watching this at a later date, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's have some questions. Please please send them in. Don't, don't feel shy, but uh, you can always uh, send them to me at Blue Jays Fans uk almost forgot it then um and we've got we've got at herbie has said something nice about us on twitter so thank oh, okay you very much, at, herbie. at herbie excellent oh thank you very much that's very very kind of you anyway we'll see you soon uh we'll be back on next week uh nine o'clock here in the uk four o'clock uh eastern time zone in canada and we will see you soon take care have a great week the red white and blue jays podcast is a production of blue jays fans uk if you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.